This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, repping the USC Trojans. Y'all know how we roll up in here. Everything LA, Southern Cal. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. That's my road dog there, my nephew, C. Victor Her- Dr. C. Victor Herbert. And we're taking it to the house together. Vic. Man, this is an exciting NFL season. We have given our predictions. We have talked about our predictions, but we're not going to go there right now. But for you and for our fans, I think next week being the fourth game, it'd be fair if we give our fans the quarter turn breakdown, if you will. You know, based on our predictions, based on where people are, there are some surprises out there. And if you will, humor me next week, not now, but next week, give our quarter uh, season turn breakdown if we can. That sounds like a plan. I think uh, there's enough surprises already. It'll be very interesting how this upcoming weekend uh, within the NFL uh, works to see what that next week or next week's show, because I am very excited to see how that first four weeks. And they always talk about uh, the seasons and quarters. So to see what this looks like next week, based off the standings now, based off of records now, there are definitely some surprises. So it'll be interesting how this all shakes out. You know, someone can easily be 500, one and three, three and one, or undefeated. So uh, it's really going to be interesting to see what surprises outlie or that are out there waiting for us. Yeah. You know what, man? I feel like Cody Bellinger, you know, for those who don't know, He's one of the baseball players for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the thing about Cody, he was MVP last year, but you know what he does? He swings for the fences. And if he don't swing for the fences, he strikes out. So I feel like on taking to the house that I'm the Cody Bellinger of this team. Last week choices, I swung and I missed. Whip and whip. I'm done. I'm done. I know you and I talked about we're going to stop predicting, but we keep predicting anyways. <laughs> so in review, man, in review, we had the Rams and Tampa Bay. Exciting game, standalone game last week. And then we talked about the 49ers and Green Bay. I'm going to let you choose, brother, which one you want to go first. But I will tell everybody on here that I'm a man of my word. I chose the 
the, op, the, the team that won, I didn't choose them. Okay, that's what I was preferring when I struck out. I swung hard, struck out, sorely disappointed. But you know what? As a fan, I was still entertained like you, had my popcorn. And let's tell, take into the house fans what you saw in those, those two games, sir. First, I want to say they need to give Matt Stafford some props. Again, for how many years now was he hidden in the slums of Detroit? I'm not bad talking Detroit, but we all know that they're, they're, they're playing to the fame. When you have a Hall of Fame running back like Barry Sanders say, I'm done, he goes, oh, Roberto Duran and no moss and says, I just stop. When you have Megatron in the prime of his career say, you know what, I'm good, I'm done, and they leave, Matt Stafford did something that did others did not or could not. He said, hey, I need a trade. I need to get out of here. I at least want the opportunity to play in games that matter. He's played in every game this season. We're talking about three games so far. Every game mattered. Why? One is in the NFC West, highly competitive division. Second, they're on a team that people look at with Super Bowl aspirations. They, they felt that they're only one player away in this situation. They felt Matt Stafford was that player. And I'm going to tell you, that dude has represented every time. And to go up against the GOAT, we talked about it on the show last week. This was going to be the game of the week, and it did not fail. There was great defense. When I say great defense, not, the score may not indicate it. I'm talking about hitting Lansing Wood. Anytime you can take Gronk out, anytime you lay some serious wood and you take Gronk out, you guys are playing ball. That was not a three uh, a week three game. I said it last week. My prediction, my prognostication that we will not know if it comes true or not, is that that's going to be the preview for the NFC Championship game. Matt Stafford showed out. I mean, he had a very slow start. We had a couple interceptions. But when he finally connected with Deshaun Jackson, yeah, the same Deshaun Jackson that we remember years ago that he has his resurrection of a career who still got the speed that deep threat oh Matt Stafford has new toys and he's exploiting every one of those toys hey he probably said Jared Goff you didn't know what you had over here hey young man go sit down go play go play my old scraps there in Detroit go ahead tell me how that works and he's out here like a grown man it is awesome to watch and to see Tom Brady Dude's still bad. It's still a good dude. I mean, that dude looked great. But again, you playing against another giant. And, you know, we said in the West Side, you know, bow down to a player who's greater than you. Tampa Bay had to bow down to Los Angeles Rams. West Side till we die. That's what bow down would say. That's what Ice Cube would say with the West Side connection. Bow down to a player that's greater than you. And the Rams showed out. What you think, Unc? First, I believe Matt Stafford was a little nervous. I thought the stage was big and he acted like it. You said he came out, he was missing on a few, you know, couldn't lead, you know, and then he got it together, was connecting with his favorite receiver, uh, Cooper Cup. And then, he, like you said, he missed on Deshaun, but he, he found him later. And so when he started picking the bucks apart, he started looking more comfortable and he's taking what the Bucks were giving him. 
And I don't believe he got hit. Did he get sacked at all? I don't know. And I could be wrong. We have to stat check that. But he just was comfortable in the pocket and he met Brady mano a mano. Okay. My thoughts, my prediction was Brady is not afraid of the bright lights, been there several times. You talk about multiple Super Bowls. We're talking about he does travel, travel well, and his preparedness. But it wasn't about Brady. It was really more about the Rams. So the Bucs didn't lose. They got beat. The Rams beat them. I thought the Bucs were going to win. But no, the Rams had another. Uh, they, had to, they had to show. They, they performed. They did well. And it wasn't just that. It was Matt Stafford, but he has enough of a running game just to keep the defense honest. And so uh, you call them and that game the representative for the NFC championship. Uh, not so fast because there's the Green Bays that was in the NFC championship last year. There's still some other teams, you know, the Cardinals right now are three and oh, there's this, we're talking about Seattle. So the other division, uh, the West is a bad division in the NFC West I'm talking about. So uh, not so fast, but you're a man of your word. That's why I love you so. And if you call in it, you're going to stick to it and you're going to hold it. And I, and I hear you, but that game, I was thoroughly entertained again. I go back to just a year ago where we were, you know, and how they packaged the NFL. And, and this, this, this year, it seems like there's no disappointments. Even the Monday night game where we had, what was it? Or Detroit and Green Bay, I think that was. And I could have my dates mixed up. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I don't care. Give me what you want. Give me the, the give me the schedule as it is. Put it on the schedule because last year all of this was threatened. Go ahead. Eagles Cowboys. Eagles. There you go. That was a Monday night game. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But when was the Green Bay and, and Detroit game? That was the week prior. Was that I mean, a Monday still night? Right on. I mean, oh, it was a week, yeah. yeah. It's the week prior. Yeah. So that yeah. they still brought it. Yeah. I, I'm like, I love the product. Just give me, because my fandom was interrupted sorely last year. I didn't know how this was all going to turn out. NFL, in NBA, Major League Baseball, and Sports Olympics all around the world. You guys are doing it. Thank you. Vaccinated or not, social distance, wear your mask, please, and sanitize. Let's go to the next game. Green Bay 49ers in the Bay. Again, I chose Green Bay. I, I Excuse me. Excuse me. I chose the 49ers based on how Green Bay has been acting. I expected the 49ers to win that game. One, they're at home. Two, they, I, got, I think they got the superior coach, and I thought that they had the superior talent. So was I disappointed that Green Bay won that game? No, I wasn't disappointed at all because it was a good game. Aaron Rodgers decided to be Aaron Rodgers. He showed up too much time, and I know I'm talking – now at the end of the game, y'all forgive me, but that's what it came down to. Aaron Rodgers showed up the whole game, but in particular, what he does and where he's, his strength is, is when there's time left on the clock and there's a chance for him to win. Aaron Rodgers showed why he was the MVP last year. Marched down the field, got his team in position, kicked the field goal, and won. And what did he say? This is going to be a pleasant plane ride back to Green Bay. Most people if not all, other than Green Bay, the players and their fans, 
thought they were going to lose because of the 49ers and their, their pedigree and their, 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 the way they play. But Garoppolo, great job. You didn't disappoint. You did what you were supposed to do. Maybe with the exception of leaving too much time on the clock. But who calls that? Who says that? It, it's what happened. But you can't go and say, I got to milk the clock because we don't know when we're going to get this next score. We don't know. what. No, you got to do what you have to do. But unfortunately, there was too much time left on the clock. And Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does. I think the other Aaron is the MVP for Green Bay. And that's Aaron Jones. That boy is running. He reminds me of the old... Uh, Benny Malone and just run hard, run through folks, and he's just almost reckless abandoned, but he's skilled, he's good and at what at what he does. So Green Bay, Aaron Jones is the MVP. But I, what is your take, sir, on that game, 49ers and Green Bay? Well, while the game was not played in October, it is October now, and I want to use an analogy. In the spirit of Halloween, in the spirit of the movie Halloween, you don't leave Michael Myers. If you think the dude's dead, <laughs> you double tap him again, you, you cut off his head, whatever you need to do. In every horror flick, you got to make sure that bad guy is down and dead. Otherwise, if you turn your back, if you think you have time, when you turn around, you're gone. And that's what happened to the 49ers. They were in a horror flick. They were winning. They were doing everything they needed to do. They even scored with seconds left on the clock, but they did not make sure Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers were dead. Do you blame the offense? Do you blame the defense? Again, to your point, you score when you have the opportunity to score because if you take the knee or you do one of those crazy things, oh, let me lay down real quick and, and you know allow the time to, to tick, what happens the next play? You have a fumble. What, what, anything can happen. Mm. So you have to score. But as a coach, you should be saying, I trust my defense. We have less than 30 seconds left on the clock. Hey, defensive coordinator, let's, let's take this win. We're at home, and let's go home. So I can't fault the offense. You got to look at the defense and say, what the heck happened? What the heck? Do we really think we want Patrick Mahomes that's why we had to give kudos to what Harbaugh did a couple weeks ago and say, we're going to go for it. You, when you're playing the Mahomes, when you're playing the Bradys, and, and, and even here, the, the Rodgers, you don't let the boogeyman have time. You don't let the boogeyman have time. You got to take everything out of that and make sure you put your foot on the neck. And San Francisco played an excellent game for all, all – what? 59 seconds, uh, 59 minutes and 27 seconds, but you got to play 60 minutes of ball. And so kudos again to Green Bay, but do we got to give kudos? They are the reigning NFC champ, uh, NFC champ participants. So they're not, they're not a throwaway, but I said it last week, which Green Bay team will show up? We use the Mike Tyson analogy. So they took down they took down somebody. I, San Francisco is somebody. So is this the real Aaron Rodgers? Are they ready to play? Did that that Green Bay team look great? But again, they're are they great because they came back with the last seconds, or did San Francisco really have their number? What if San Francisco didn't have those injuries? 
is that same Green Bay team. So, again, a win is a win. He says it's going to be a pleasant ride home. I agree with that because you, it's hard to get a win in the NFL. Just ask the Ravens and what happened in Detroit. So, great game overall. Uh, I would like to see that matchup again later in the year. Maybe that's another playoff opportunity. And I really hope that the San Francisco 49ers uh, get healthy and, you know, really have their, their yeah. best players on the field next time. You mentioned Detroit and the Ravens. If I say 66-yard field goal, what comes to your mind? My goodness. Oh, by the way, I got Justin Tucker on one of my other fantasy teams. <laughs> so I can't lose. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the game, but that highlight sticks in my mind where they they – Apparently there was a penalty and or the clock run off and they didn't call the penalty or something like that. So please give me your breakdown, the analysis that led up to the to the field goal and this record breaking Justin Tucker win. Uh, please, sir, share with our fans what you saw and what you took away from that game. I'm still I'm not I'm still in my mid 40s. OK, guess what, everybody? The end of this month on Halloween, I have a birthday and I only turned 45. I may look older than that on TV. I understand. But look, watching these Ravens the last couple of weeks are giving me heart palpitations. I don't know if I can ride roller coasters anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to read all these little fine print, high blood pressure, you know, uh, cardiac issue, all kind of stuff. Look, man, I need my boys to play ball. Look, we just came off of a great win against doggone Patrick Mahomes. And then we probably did think, hey, this is Detroit Lions. We can walk into their stadium, punch them in the mouth, and, and fly back to Baltimore with a win. I can tell you right now, um, Detroit, that's not the same Detroit team. Yes, they got a new coach, right. but them boys are balling. Them boys are right. balling. Uh, we, when I say we, Baltimore, had to come back, and actually uh, we, were, we were down. And so came back and, and uh, got, got a touchdown, so we're up by a couple points. Our defense, like Swiss cheese, holes all in it. They allowed Detroit to mount an attack, come back down, and now they took the lead. So now we're down by about two points. So uh, it's less than two minutes left in the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the team, has the ball, and we cannot mount our, our offense to the point where it comes down to fourth and 19. Less than 45 seconds left. So you can imagine, I'm done. I, I am really... If I didn't care so much about the property in my house, a lot of stuff would have been destroyed. So I held it together, but I'm really upset. Like, what are we really? Are we really about to lose to Detroit? Are we really about to do this on on national TV? Like for real? And so it's it's like 17 to 15, something like that. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Fourth and 19, Lamar drops back because he'd already just got sacked on third down. So you have no other choice. Fourth and 19. Throws the throw the ball down there, 36-yard pickup. What? Yes, less than 20 seconds left now. Okay. Uh, okay. so now 20 seconds left. Get to the get to the line. And uh we, we hike it. Oh, I think on that play actually it's fourth to 19. And they should have called delay a game right there. They should have called delay a game. He snaps it, throws the ball, boom, fourth and 36. We run to the line. Now it's now he clocks it. And it is already, they're saying this is a record-breaking field goal attempt. A record-breaking field goal attempt. And who else should should have the opportunity other than the most accurate kicker in the league? 
Justin Tucker. Right. And here it is. They, at the time, they said 67 yards. It's going to be 66. Man, he kicks it. And again, he, he kicks it. And it's a record breaking. It, it, so it's in the air. When you watch it on TV, it, it looks like it has a distance. It's definitely in the middle. So it's in route. And then it donks on the front. And you're like, oh, man, are you serious? It donks. And it felt like for me, <laughs> I can only imagine the players. It donks. And you're watching the refs. They, they haven't made the, the indication yet. And then it bops over. It's like, oh, did that just happen? Did that just happen? It was insane. I mean, who gets that excited about a kicker? It was insane. And so who says these guys don't love what they do? Because then you see right. that the team rally around the kicker. They pick them up. They're yelling. I mean, that is this. This is week three. But that much joy and excitement. No one can say that these players, while they get paid a lot of money, that they do not enjoy and do not take winning seriously. So it was great to watch as a fan, uh, as a fan of NFL, as a Baltimore Ravens fan, oh, man, that was gut-wrenching. So to walk out of there with the win, I hope they learned a lesson. Let's not take these teams for granted. I don't care what their history is. These dudes this year are coming to play. And so it'll be interesting, of course, as we talked about for the week four uh, analysis, uh, how these the surprising teams this year and not to not sleep on these teams every week you play because they're coming to bust you in the mouth. Right. Yeah, you talk about that joy. It was that youthful exuberance that you saw after watching the highlights and watching, you know, ESPN and every other news show. And this is record breaking. So it makes national news. It, ABC Good Morning America even had it. You know, they're talking about and they showed it. And like you said, it hit the upright. But then it goes over so I can only imagine, I can only imagine how much joy that should have brought. But Vic, we got to move on, brother. We, we we could spend so much time talking about the Ravens by themselves. They're 2-1-1 and one right now. But who's not being talked about, at least in this forum, and taking it to the house, we haven't talked about the Ravens. 3-0. and oh, They beat they beat your Ravens, okay? I'm talking about the Raiders. Beat your Ravens. They went and beat up on the Chiefs, no, Steelers, excuse me, at, in, in Pittsburgh, and they beat Miami on the road. Three and oh. So what's going on here? I know we talk about a four-week analysis, but in three weeks, I see John Gruden finally leaving an imprint on what and who, the most important person. We talk about leadership on Carr, David Carr. Look at what David Carr is doing. If you watch the games, look at what he's doing. Masterful at the line. I, no, he's not Peyton Manning. But you know what I know is when you get to the line, the defense will show you one thing. You may have called something in the, in the huddle. You have to make an, an audible. You have to make an adjustment. When you can make the pass or throws to eight to nine different receivers, that's talking about you know and have a good grasp of the playbook where everybody is eligible. You know where all the eligibles excuse me, eligibles are. So David Carr has finally mastered the playbook and or the expectations of John Gruden. Or is it just timing? I don't know. But it translates to 3-0 and right now in a, not a young season, and they are doing the damn thing, which is one of my sayings. And so David Carr, Raiders, John Gruden, finally, it's about time. As I said, 
Welcome to the party, pal. Thank you, John Gruden. Thank you, David Carr, for the entertainment. And I, I don't know who they have coming up next, but uh, something to look out for because we are talking about the AFC West, where Denver is 3-0 as well, where the Chargers are hanging out, okay? So we they, they want to be there and be playoff eligible later on. Wanted to mention that, sir. Your thoughts? So it's definitely important when the Raiders are relevant. It's not too often. It's almost like Haley's comment. It's not too often when the Raiders are relevant, but it's great when they are because it's the Raiders. They have the most rabid fans, the awesomest colors, and they have that history, that tradition. I, I will always put the Raiders, whether the Oakland, L.A., or now Las Vegas, in that, in that hierarchy of, of legendary teams. The Dallas Cowboys, the Packers, uh, you know, the Steelers, you know, those teams with with legacy. And when I think about them, I think about the 70s versions of the Raiders. So when we get to see them winning, it's great. It's great. And so I do enjoy watching what Gruden has done with this team. And I hope it continues. One, because I want a very competitive AFC West. Two, it's the Raiders. Why not? You know, I'm thinking about the in what the 80s with Marcus Allen and the oh just win baby. And then you what you got to wait another 15 years before they're relevant again when John Gruden took them to uh the Super Bowl. So it is great to watch what they're doing. You definitely have to credit Gruden and having a system for Carr to be in long enough to learn the offense. Let's remember who Gruden is. He was part of Brett Favre's evolution. So so Gruden has his Offense genius. Look what he did when he was in Tampa Bay with, I don't know, who was it, Brad Johnson? I forget who the quarterback was then. So to watch what he's been able to do when you give a team leader in the form of Carr, when you give a team leader in the form of the coach the opportunity to, to meld and, and, and gel yeah. and become one and spend that time, you yeah. see the results. And so often, many of these other organizations do not give that time. They'll fire a coach in a one or two years. They'll, you know, watch, look at the Jets. You fire the coach. Now you got a new coach who's more defensive-minded, and you hire a new a rookie quarterback. How long is this kid going to last? So you don't have that continuous system. And so for Gruden and Carter to, to connect like this, it, it's, it's great. It's great to watch. And that's just for the inner workings. You're right. That team is looking awesome. Uh, they did take my boys to the woodshed. That was a very dramatic Monday night game. Uh, but they have been consistent. Uh, I'm not going to take away any of those wins. Who are the Steelers right now? We don't know, but still the Steelers. You always have to respect the Steelers. Yeah. Who's Miami? You got to respect Miami because they're still balling. So 3-0 yeah. in the NFL is 3-0, and and it looks great. Uh, so it's going to be interesting as they continue to move down, uh, moving, moving down the course of this, this season. And so I really am excited to see next week when we do our week four analysis of this first quarter of the NFL uh, to see how they're doing. Because right now, they're in first place, tied with the Broncos in AFC West. Uh, who used to own that division? The Kansas City Chiefs, who are one and two. So definitely something I, I look yeah. forward to that discussion next week. We got some quick picks, uh, quick hits. Uh, three games in particular are you interested? We got three and oh, you spoke about the Cardinals against the Rams, Cardinals in LA, 
We got the one and two Seahawks at the uh, 49ers, and we got Tampa at New England. Quick picks. Well, I'd like to see the eight, the NFC West uh, games. Definitely now they're about to identify the pecking order. I already told you the Rams are going to be in first place, followed by San Francisco 49ers, and then Arizona, uh, then uh, Seattle, then Arizona. I see the game between uh, Arizona and L.A. Matt Stafford, hot hand, man. Better coach, Sean McVay, and hot hand, uh, uh, Matt Stafford. Kyle Murray looks great. However, uh, the coach, he's still a wild card. That guy still takes a little risk. He can't play those kind of risks against this team next week. So I call the Rams on that one. Who, who do you got? I'm with you. I got the Rams, man. Uh, but Kyler scares me because he's so dangerous. Once he gets out of the pocket with his feet, what he can do, and, and he always keeps his eyes down the field. So you got to be able to contain him, and which nobody's been able to do thus far. And so being 3-0, you said it. Being 3-0 in the NFL, that is something big. But they're on the road, and they're going against who I believe is it going to be the division winner, that being the Rams. So I think the Rams win this one. Seahawks and 49ers, Seahawks on the road in, in, in the Bay, and the Seahawks have lost two in a row. Will this be three in a row? I heard a fun fact earlier today. Russell Wilson has not lost three games in the row. Guess what? History's about to be made because I believe he's going to lose the third game in the row. But that's my call. That's my pick. Man, Russell is a bad boy. It's not about Russell Wilson. It's not about his offense. His defense is failing him. And the 49ers are good enough to beat them. And then I think they got a little bad taste. I would have a bad taste in my mouth after that Green Bay loss, especially the last minute. I picked Green, uh, excuse me, Green Bay. I picked the 49ers to win the Seahawks game. Your take, sir. I agree with you. I picked this. I picked the 49ers. Uh, it'd be a sad, sad state of affairs to lose back-to-back games at home. They're not losing back-to-back games at home. I do not know what's happening with Seattle. I feel bad to watch what's happening because I really thought they're going to beat the Vikings. In fact, I stopped watching that game. I said, okay, there's no problem. They should have had this. So to know they lost two in a row, it will be history made this weekend. They're going to lose that third game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. there's some grumblings or something happening at camp. I know or even early in the year they talked about should uh, should they trade Wilson and some other offseason things. So it'd be interesting. But there's something happening in Seattle. There is something happening there that okay. just don't seem like they're meshed. Uh, but I do give the edge to the San Francisco 49ers. Brew, do your thing. The last game, I don't, neither one of us have to pick it because I know you're going to pick Tampa Bay, even though they're on the road to New England. The only interest is it's that divorce and it's a reunion or the kids play and you bring your other with you. And it's like, uh-oh. And then how do we act when we see each other or we're in close proximity? Do we hug? Do we shake hands? Do we even acknowledge each other? I say just play the game. But the side story is a funny story. You got Belichick and then you got Brady. Brady returning home to New England. Bucks win, going away. Uh, although Bill is that kind of guy, he's a defensive-minded coach. Can he stop Tom? Does he know Tom's tendencies? Well, Tom also knows him and his tendencies. That could be an interesting little chess match by itself. But where the talent lies is with Tampa Bay. I picked the Bucks. if you wanted to pick. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the storylines. I love your analogy. Yes, this is Tom Brady as the uh, divorced wife that leaves 
comes back and guess what? I have a baby by my new man. So yeah, <laughs> Belichick will definitely have a salty taste in his mouth because that baby that that Brady has is called a Super Bowl ring. So to come back to New England saying, hey guys, oh, y'all got six, I got seven, and this is my new man. So I think that's going to be, obviously that's the story because New England is not even halfway competitive right now. And because I did pick them to be the number one in that division, they're making me definitely take back my prognostication skills. So I would like them to at least be competitive, but right now they can't even be competitive in their own division. So it's a matter of what's the margin of victory that Tampa Bay is going to do. I mean, does Tom Brady come with this super malice where he already showing off his ring and then he's like stomps a mud hole and they tell like, no, let me just do another run up the score or does he play nice? So it'd be interesting. Not only that, how do the fans receive him? You know, do they look at him as the traitor? Do they look at Belichick as the one that pushed him out? So those are storylines more so than what's going to happen between uh, between the X's and O's. Uh, I, I see definitely a blowout. It doesn't matter how many points. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Vic, I love this time of the year. October just turned. And so we got the NBA season just starting up. We got the in, uh, Major League Baseball postseason about to start up. And we're right the quarter turn of the NFL. So this is where divorces are had, not even real divorces, but we know where the men are on Sunday. And then when NBA starts, we know where some of them are even during the week. But college football is hot and happening. It's going on. This is just a great time if you're a sports fan. I am a sports fan. And I have a very understanding family. And you, sir, who allow me to speak and love and talk about sports on, on this platform. Steve, I thank you as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another edition of Taking It to the House. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen, share with us, let us be a distraction for you for a short period. I just pray that you are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Embrace your family, loved ones as well. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on Taking It to the House. As, as my unk said, it's been great. Time does go by fast when you're having fun. And when we have this time of year, it's, have, it's happening, and it's happening quick, and we're definitely having fun. Definitely hit us up on our Twitter, uh, Taking It to the House. Shoot us a shout-out out there on Facebook. Uh, we've seen your activity. Love the banter. Love chatting with you all. Uh, catch us during the week. We'll shoot something out there on Twitter. Definitely on Sunday when you watch my Ravens handle their business, I may have something for you all. So, again, I appreciate the love. appreciate the likes. appreciate the visits. Continue to uh, follow us over the last year and a half. So, on that note, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy it. Have fun. Be safe. Watch some good ball. And we will see you all next week. Same time, same channel. You know the deal. So, love you all. Take care. Take it to the house. It's out.